Welcome to the Works of Wonder Therapy Podcast. This is Dr. Beth Long, and we are so excited to have you here with us today. Today, we're going to talk about a story from my own life, which was um, when my sweet, precious son turned 13. He became angry at the world, and I was so worried that he was going to go to prison that I parented out of fear of the future instead of just dealing with him in the moment. And the skill we're going to talk about is mindfulness. So today we're talking about mindful mindfulness and mindfulness is just basically non-judgmental attention to the situation. And mindfulness is a skill that you have to build. It's like knowing your multiplication tables, um, learning your ABCs, learning how to run a computer, which I still don't know how to do, Um, that it is intentional (laughs) awareness of the situation without judgment. So um, I'm going to give you just some simple examples. Y'all jump in anytime about how we practice mindfulness, because as I said, you practice it because you're building the skill. So you can practice it through meditation, journaling, journaling. I like to practice it with my senses, so I go outside and stand in the sun and feel the sun on my skin, count the number of things I see, um, observe, just kind of how many things do I hear, um, what do I smell, all of that. Um, Another way I do it is by driving down the road, and I just look at the cars around me, and without judgment, I just go, that's a blue car. That's (laughs) not an old car or a new car, or that person came in front of me, not that really rude person just cut me off. Mm-hmm. So it's just non-judgmental awareness of the situation. Brushing your teeth. Brushing your teeth. You. Yes. Just paying attention to your teeth, not thinking about what's going to happen today. And... Right. A phrase that we th- throw around a lot at work is being in your head. And mm-hmm. is yes. mindfulness not basically the answer to that? It so really if you're is. in your head, to be out of it is to take in your immediate senses through your senses, take in what's going on around you, right? Right, right. right. It's just a true, it's a true accurate observation of the moment versus your subjective opinion mm-hmm. of the moment. It's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not putting any, any meaning behind what somebody says to me. I'm just paying attention to the words. So. Unless they cut me off in traffic. Because <laughs> that's inexcusable. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to get there. I'm not there yet, but I'm trying to get there. Neither am I. But, but um, so mindfulness has um, has been in the field of psychology for for a long time. It's been around. I don't think anybody can actually find the origin of it, mm-hmm. but it's been in the field of psychology for a while. Um, but about eight years ago, I discovered it from a colleague and she said, you really need to practice mindfulness. And I just thought the word was stupid. And so I didn't want to practice it. (laughs) And she challenged me to do it and I did it. And, um, and I did it every day by just going outside and doing my senses, or I would drive with the window down and feel the wind on my arm, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and my sweet precious husband said something that I heard (laughs) was him calling me fat. (laughs) And I was able to stand there in the moment and say, I think I heard that incorrectly. Or he didn't mean what I thought he said. Mm-hmm. And I just said, hey, can you repeat what you just said? And then I told him what I thought I heard, and we laughed, and it was over. But a few weeks ago, that would have been World War Three. I was about to say, yeah. what would have been the if you weren't being mindful? How I, would you? <laughs> I would have said, I cannot reaction. believe you would say that to yes. me. Why are you so mean? <laughs> which, which 
Which is right, counter... Intuitive? Counterintuitive to who he truly is, right? And all of our all of our experiences together contradict that he would be mean in that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of our experiences, <laughs> but most of our experiences. And so, um, but but it was just my ability to to hear the intent of what was said versus what I interpreted as negative. Because mm-hmm. I was probably right. I probably put on the outfit and was feeling fat. And so, you're so already in your head. You are, and yeah. Already in my head. Yeah, it's already in my head. Exactly. Gotcha. And we know how that goes when you don't feel confident in your outfit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, everybody struggles with that, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think one thing that you had to teach me early on when it came to mindfulness, because I thought that that's something I had under control, and mm-hmm. I don't. Um, but in my own parenting life, um, you talk about junk behavior or periphery behavior. I think I pronounced that right. Mm-hmm. Periphery. That's a hard word. Um, and so, for instance, let's say that I ask my oldest son to go shut the door and he doesn't want to. And so he stomps his way over to the door and slams it. Mm-hmm. Now, the way I was raised and what my um, instincts are is to jump 12 feet across the room and like <laughs> make sure that never happens again. Yeah. Right? But um, what you taught me was basically, well, what if you just ignored all of the stomping and the slamming? And once he shuts the door, go, hey, thanks for shutting the door. You know, praise that mm-hmm. and then move on. And over time, that stomping and slamming of doors goes away because it's not getting any attention, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so that was actually very hard to <laughs> switch my mindset around, you know, to doing that. But it was, it's actually, it's been effective. Mm-hmm. It's been proven in my house, at least. <laughs> I feel like kids get shocked when you, like, don't react the way that they're expecting you mm-hmm. to. They're and like, you're like, yeah. Wait, hold on, yeah. man. Wait. I stopped. You heard me stop. Right. Yesterday yeah. you the door. you yelled at me for it. Yeah. <laughs> and also I think right he's 4. Right? He's 4. Well, he's 5 now. Yeah. He's 5 now. So so when we as adults say shut the door, that can mean 20,000 things to a kid, right? Think mm-hmm. of all the variables in shutting the door, the speed at which you run to shut the door, the how much you when, put behind yeah, it. Yeah, now or in 10 minutes. <laughs> right, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so so sometimes we um, get on to children because they didn't interpret what we said correctly, but mm-hmm. we weren't mindful enough to give the um, like direction, direction correctly. Yeah. Yeah, yes. That was good. Yes. That was a light bulb moment for me. <laughs> that was good. This is therapy. <laughs> and when I'm mindful, I really can step back and go, okay, what did I say? Mm-hmm. Okay, they did what I said. Mm-hmm. But it... Right, because the next time you can say, shut the door quietly, mm-hmm. please, or whatever. Yeah, to be more specific. Uh, yes, yes. And praise any attempt to mm-hmm. do the right thing. Yes. yes, yes. Please, please, please praise <laughs> any attempt to do the right thing. Right. So um, the first time I kind of experienced mindfulness with, um, I'm just, we're just going to start saying kids from hard places, um, <laughs> was... Um, because we, we work with some really aggressive children mm-hmm. who, um, I mean, some, we have several families that we work with where the children have broken their parents' bones. And so, right, it's, it's, it's really difficult situations. Mm-hmm. And um, I was with a child once, and he, I, I didn't give him what he wanted, and he immediately was aggressive towards me. And instead of me doing anything, I just was mindful, right? So I had practiced mindfulness for years to get to this point. But I was able to just be there in the moment and observe exactly what was happening. Like, I, I didn't give him what he wanted. He immediately aggressed against me. He's hitting me um, this many times. Um, 
is he hitting me just just to make me angry or is he, or is he hitting me to hurt me? Mm-hmm. I was able to observe all of these variables, block what he was doing, but not react to what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I kind of went, oh, this, this is the beauty of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. I don't, because we feel as humans um, that we have to control, fix, or avoid everything. Mm-hmm. And mindfulness is the answer to that. Like people mm-hmm. will say, well, how do I stop get my, my anger from getting out of control? Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. How do I stop um, getting my feelings hurt? Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. How do I stop? Right. It's, it's the answer to everything. And um, but you have to practice it. And I cannot say that enough. It's a skill that you have to practice. It's actually mapping neural pathways in your brain. And that happens by practice. Mm-hmm. A lot of practice. A lot of practice. <laughs> a lot more than you want it to be. Right. <laughs> and the way I've actually always heard it from you, Anna, was because this is like your famous phrase is don't take it personally oh, what the yeah. kids are doing. <laughs> and yeah, that's something that's always been um, yeah. very helpful. In our field, we get overwhelmed super, super easily. And as a parent, I can see how it can be extremely overwhelming for mm-hmm. For them to handle certain situations. And I try to tell all of the people that we train, like, please, in this moment, you you have to focus on what's best for the child in, in that specific moment, mm-hmm. not, not what's wrong with you. You got, we need to not take it personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's, it's not your fault that the child may have not had any sleep the night before. And so he's grouchy and grumpy the next day. Like Mm -hmm. that's out of your control. However, I mean, there are different ways where you can practice mindfulness and be there for that kid versus just sitting there taking it personally and not being mindful in the moment. Mm -hmm. Then you and the kid are both crying. Like, I can't handle this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's happened before. (laughs) You often will tell like our RBTs to put yourself in the kid's shoes. And that's like stuck with me for a very, very long time. Yes. I had an experience one time where I was new to the field and I think it was like maybe my third week working hands-on with clients and I was extremely overwhelmed. And of course I was a newbie, so I didn't know anything. And if you're in our field, when you're a newbie, it you feel like everything that you do is <laughs> horrible. Rock. Yeah, like <laughs> still sometimes. The window going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I doing this right? Well, um, in that moment, I had someone come up to me, and I try to tell all of our therapists and people that work with our children that. It's it's not the child that's having the bad, or it's not you having the bad day. It's the child that is having a bad day. And that really put things into perspective for me. I'm like, wow, that, that made me feel so selfish because I was like, I'm upset because my child is upset, mm-hmm. but even though I have no control over it. Right. So it's like, yeah. I try to tell people all the time, like, it's, it's not you that's having a bad day, which I mean, I get it. We all have bad days. Mm-hmm. We all come in, we go through things. And, but in that moment, you're, sole purpose is to be with that child Mm -hmm. and teach them the things that they need to be taught. Right, right. Because it could be as simple as they're having a stomach ache, which Mm -hmm. is completely out of your control. And it's really hard to determine, but in order to practice mindfulness, you need to be considerate of that. Right. I I, um, have an opinion that in our field, 
we say, what did we do wrong? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in other fields, um, a, a lot of it is what did the child do wrong? Yes. Mm-hmm. But either way, um, mindfulness is the cure to that. Yes. Yeah. Because it's right. It's, it's probably a million variables that are happening, mm-hmm. but you can only really assess them if you're mindful mm-hmm. and you're in the moment. And um, we... Once again, I'm going to say it a million times. You have to practice it because yeah. you practice the opposite of mindfulness constantly with mm-hmm. our cell phones and people mm-hmm. talking to us and interrupting us. And You also tell us, and I never realized this until now, that about the the story you're telling yourself, that's uh, almost the yeah. same thing that of practicing mindfulness. Okay, what is the story that I, I say told that to right. myself right. at least three times? Yes, right. same. <laughs> well, yeah, like when you're in when you're in supervision in our field, you really are being observed constantly. Mm-hmm. And so the story you do tell yourself is everybody thinks I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> everybody's um, judging me. Everybody's judging me right now. Yeah. And and that's not always true because a lot of times they're right, they're scientists. So they're trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um and and you just as parents, as teachers, as anybody around anybody, just to be a good human, you have to be mindful because, right, I have if I have a coworker who has a bad day, I can assume I did something to offend them. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's this weird tension between us that really doesn't exist at all. Mm-hmm. Or I can go, hey, are you okay? And then I have to believe their response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and trust that they're going to tell me the truth. Because as long as you're being honest and kind, you're good. Right? <laughs> That's all that matters. It really does. It I mean, yeah. A million things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, that's yeah. it. <laughs> um, something cool that we were talking about the other day was uh, skill building and how when you're at a lower level of skill and you're working on one part of a larger project, in other words, it's really easy to lose sight of um, the big picture mm-hmm. because you're so yes. anxious and in your head about where you're at so the way we were talking about it was a stack was it jenga blocks or just any blocks any blocks but jenga blocks we're gonna say jenga because it's just more fun (laughs) whatever um if you picture your skills in some area so let's say asking asking for something so if i said you know simona need the water or hey i need to go use the restroom that's a you know functional adult level of being able to ask something well Mm -hmm. You know, step one of asking is when you're a baby and you just you point and make a noise like mm-hmm. my baby does. Um, <laughs> and so if you picture that as being, you know, block one, you have to have that foundation to build the next skill, which is maybe asking water or she says, yes. blah, blah. Um, oh, and then, yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> and then the, third, the third block, you know, maybe it's wawa, please or whatever. You know, so as, as you can tell, as your stack of blocks moves up, that's your skills building in that area. And if you're on, let's say, block three of what eventually would be 50 or something, mm-hmm. it's re- especially if it took a month to teach block three, it's easy to lose sight of the big picture of what you're trying to accomplish, which is getting to a terminal goal, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're just stuck on that one block and your focus is just there and you're not being mindful and you're in your head about it, it's easy to get discouraged and quit. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's exactly what I did with my son mm-hmm. was um, – Right. The reality was he was becoming a teenage boy. He was Mm -hmm. flooded with testosterone. He really was angry. He was trying to learn how to deal with. It's a good time. (laughs) Being a teenage boy. (laughs) Says no one ever. (laughs) Sarcasm, people. I promise. Um, But but he was trying to learn to to deal with all of those just body changes and and everything. And Mm -hmm. um, 
and and my I jumped from he's a teenage boy this isn't the way he's going to be forever mm-hmm. to he's going to prison and I have to do everything I can to keep him out of prison yeah. and so I I I yelled a lot I gave a lot of lectures none of which are effective there's no research that proves <laughs> those two things yeah. um, and I did a lot of strict um, punishments that were reactionary mm-hmm. not right not good boundary setting and okay, I'm not going to let you do this because of this, but very, you know, threatening, just reacting to the situation. Look at the power I hold over you as your parent. Yes, right? yes, yes. Straight which which just anger. Straight out of anger, right? So we had an angry teenage boy and an angry mom, <laughs> and it was beautiful in our house. <laughs> Life was great. That's why Brad was making fun of your outfits. <laughs> that were stressed. <laughs> I get it, Brad. <laughs> mm. Um, so it's just like, it, it, it truly is. If, if you come into our clinic for anything, for any service, the very first thing we're going to teach you is mindfulness mm-hmm. because you can't be self-aware without being mindful. Mm-hmm. You can't, um, we really do. Right? We really do. You we can't assess the needs first. of the situation without being mindful. Yeah. You can't, right. There's just so much, um, assuming and, judgment taking and all of that that occurs if you're not mindful yeah and that's the common theme among everything that we talk about is if you the parent or the clinician or whoever's in charge in that moment if you aren't able to turn off your emotions not turn them off but don't let them control you in that moment how in the world are we going to teach kids to do that right Right. i mean it all comes from it's like we have to be somewhat healthy to make somebody else you know, yes. build their health. Yes. And I, right, I think there's so many parents, and I was one of them um, until my children were older, but where I felt like it was my job to teach them, mm-hmm. the truth is they're teaching us. <laughs> yeah. And so we have to be mindful to be taught because yeah. the things that my children mm-hmm. modeled was the things I hated about myself. Mm-hmm. And so I could observe that and go, oh, I have to be more self-aware. I yeah. have to wow. take captive every moment. I have to. Unless That's you're not good. being mindful and you are you see your flaw in someone else and you're like, oh, it makes you more mad because <laughs> you know it's you. But yes. got to pay attention to what matters yeah. in the big picture, you know. And yes. being intentional, like, you have to be intentional to be mindful, I feel like. Um, I often have to tell parents, like, be present in the moment and a lot of times your kids like want your attention they want to spend time with you they want to do things that they want to do and they want you to like engage with them in those things Mm -hmm. um one of my favorite examples is talking to a mom um and she wanted to take her kids on like a fun vacation to the beach and her kid just wanted to sit outside and watch ant beds and bugs and build salads (laughs) with leaves and grass and she just like couldn't understand like that's not fun. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to go to the beach. And then just trying to get her to understand, like, that's what you want to do. That's what you consider fun. But your kid Mm -hmm. wants to do this. And so meet your kid where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, Go outside with them. Stare at Aunt Bed for hours if you have to. Mm -hmm. Um, And your kids remember those moments for forever. Like, I remember so many moments with my dad where he was being mindful and probably doesn't even know that he was. Um, Making grass salad. Yes, grass salad. (laughs) Tea party. Painted his nails, did his hair, little ladybug clamps, like. And I'm sure <laughs> oh, my dad did not like want us to do Your that. Dad is so sweet. <laughs> can, yeah. He didn't want his nails painted, but like for his girls, he did it. And so, yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Get ready, Karen. Yeah. Oh, we gotta buy you a pretty, pretty princess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
It is still a little dress. So in the next episode, <laughs> how to parent girls. But, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, and it's just, right, it's, 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 you have to be mindful and then, and you have to know your intention. But in that, right, the, the point of that mom is she wanted to spend time with her children. Mm-hmm. So she had to be mindful and intentional and I just want to spend time with my child. Right. So I see it one way. He sees it another day. What matters? Right. And right there are times where what matters is getting everybody in the car and going to the beach. Mm-hmm. But what matters sometimes is I just want to be with my child. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be intentional, follow their cues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All so that's that. a good example. The, the non-example of that would be, like you just said, I, as the adult, know how fun the beach is and all the mm-hmm. traveling and all that. The kid just wants to look at the ants. Right. So it, it's logical to think and be in your head and say, well, the beach is fun because it just is. But being mindful in that moment would have been like, oh, this apparently, is all wants yeah, to let's do yeah. this. This yeah. is getting the same outcome and it's free. Yeah. yeah. Right. Except yeah. for the ants. But, yeah. <laughs> and so much less just work and effort. And, yeah. Um, so we, as, as I said before, like if you come into our clinic, the very first thing we're going to teach you is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness is a skill that you build through practice. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we really do as humans want to control, fix, and avoid things, um, which is the same. Carson pointed this out yesterday. It was so insightful. But um, which is just like when we have a trauma response of fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. Control yep. is fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, Avoid is fleeing. Mm-hmm. And I had to really think about this one. Well, yeah, but the fixing to me would be um, freezing, freezing because, like, fixing I, as in like avoiding, uh, like temporarily yeah. fixing. Right, right. That's right. A better... not, not fixing the actual problem. But yeah, I, yeah. Um, I mean, I really Band-Aid. do have a really difficult time with electronics. Like, it's real. <laughs> and, and I get, I have a trauma response sometimes when my computer doesn't do what I want it to do. But I sit there and I attempt to fix it, mm-hmm. which is, Right. That's I'm freezing instead of going, let me walk away, Mm -hmm. calm down, figure out, Google a response, right? Google the right answer, all Mm -hmm. that. Um, And so that's what we mean by by freezing or fixing. It's it's you're just you're in that moment reacting to the situation and going, this is just going to make it better. Mm -hmm. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, because that's it's like physiologically we are built to respond in one of those three ways. Mm -hmm. Mindfulness is the only Take it out. So uh, one thing that's actually really cool that I've been looking into, I've been watching, what's his name? Dr. Huberman, I think that's his name. Anyways, he's got a YouTube channel and a podcast. He's great. Uh, he is a neuroscientist that leans into behaviorism. I guess that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how your body's always on this balancing act, this seesaw of sympathetic and parasympathetic responses. So in other words, are you, is your heart rate up? Are you jogging, angry, you know, anything that's going to get you kind of hyper aroused. Um, and then the opposite of that obviously would be if you're calm about to go to sleep, that's, is that, this is where I get confused. Is that parasympathetic? That's parasympathetic. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sympathetic would be the, yeah. Okay. So um, he described this physiological side that was, actually researched back in like early 1900s but it's just now coming back to like the i guess the forefront and so basically he inhales and i'll demonstrate it (laughs) (laughs) he inhales through his nose almost as all like you know basically to your max capacity and then give one more effort through your nose and what that does is expand your lungs and then that extra inhale at the very end expands the little air 
Areoles. Areoles in your lung? Isn't that what they're called? <laughs> I don't areoles. Know, are we getting close to another word? <laughs> 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 I think it's areoles because the other one has an A at the end. <laughs> 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 Those react to it. Weird. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah, let's I'm just gonna take your word for it. <laughs> so the little the little sacks in your lungs, areoles or raviolis or whatever they're called. Uh, anyways, so when you take the second breath, those fill up too. Like they apparently they like get stuck if you're just breathing like lightly. Mm, but if okay. you're breathing deeply and doing this thing, those open up as well. And there's a direct connection between that and that seesaw effect in your brain. If you're in the sympathetic mode, so more active, um, when you do that breath, it kind of brings the seesaw back to an even kill. And in fact, I think it even takes it towards parasympathetic. So last mm. night when I was trying to sleep, I tried it and I woke up th- this morning. Okay, that's not true. But, was, <laughs> but you definitely feel. I was going to be so excited. Like, <laughs> yes. But I will nice. say, I mean, you kind of do feel a, a difference. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Okay, so. okay. We that's will do cool. it with you so you don't feel. Oh, I'll do it myself. Okay. Uh, okay, you go it. for okay. it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Y'all ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Everybody do it. <laughs> and I literally, like, obviously this could be placebo. I'm willing to admit that. But I do just <laughs> everything just kind of went, and it's like you can focus and calm. So wow. yeah, y'all okay, try it. I'm now. ready. Okay, <laughs> okay, ready. <laughs> oh, I, that actually does work. <laughs> then we all just get angry. It doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm so, one yeah, of those people that if you say like, to me, to "Calm down, take more. a deep breath," <laughs> I want to punch you even more. But <laughs> with a deep breath. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it's that cool how cool. that this guy is really trying to tie neuroscience in with behaviorism and basically not having to rely on outside technology mm-hmm. to fix ourselves yeah. for like a better term. And that that's one example of like a cool tool, a cool yeah, a tool that's being um, researched. And it if you can do that in a moment of crisis when you're about to you know scream at the top of your lungs at your kid, I think that's a good way to tap into your mindfulness. That's at least yes. the first like I'm stop. Test like that oh. during contractions, and I'll let everyone. Know. <laughs> oh, yeah. it really works. For the record, I didn't say it helped that. <laughs> but that's just so that's so important to point out because neuroscientists know right that the brain, the brain, the brain, the brain is the neuroplastic, the brain. and so we really can change the brain. We know yeah. for a fact that we can, and mm-hmm. and we do that through practicing, practicing, practicing. So practicing mindfulness, mm-hmm. practicing taking that deep breath and an extra deep breath instead of reacting mm-hmm. and um, and I love when all of the the fields like the mm-hmm. academic fields mm-hmm. um, come together and they all agree on something that just nothing makes me happier than I mean that. really yeah. I wish that that happened more often Same. but and maybe we'll get there one day but yes. there's a separation that needs to be taken out eventually mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> absolutely yes but. I agree I mean, it really is. I just made it up, but I think it makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. It does. It, 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 and it's unbelievably yeah. important. And once again, you build it through practice. Mm-hmm. You intentionally do it every day. And so um, there are mindfulness apps. Uh, I mean, there's really so many ways to practice mindfulness. Um, laying in your bed at night and just kind of doing a body scan. Mm-hmm. What, whatever it takes. Prayer is a great mindfulness activity. Um and, and when you're sitting down to do whatever, your mind is going to wander. And don't beat yourself up about that, right? Because you're training it to not do that. So yeah. you just kind of go, nope, we're going right back to 
whatever you were doing before. Mm-hmm. I'll deal with that later. And it just takes time. Mm-hmm. It just takes a lot of time to do it. So mindfulness is um, really the first skill that everybody needs to have to yes. be healthy with children, healthy with adults, just yes. healthy <laughs> human beings. And so um, so practice mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And um, we just want to say thank you so much to Von Voris Church, who is allowing is um, helping us with this podcast. And they have a unique um service that they provide called VF Buddies, and it is for, um, it's Sunday school basically for children who have special needs. And mm-hmm. so if you're looking for that, um, Bon Forest offers it. And if you, we would love it, love it, love it if you responded um, or left a comment. Um, and we want questions. We would love to know what things you as parents and teachers and uh, people who work with children want to know specifically. So mm-hmm. please leave us a comment. Um, click like, subscribe, or the bell um, so that you never miss a podcast. And always be kind and honest because it works wonders. <laughs>